Hello, everyone, and welcome out to The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky, a podcast where I sit down with some of my friends in the local Columbus, Ohio theater, film an improv scene, and talk a bunch of geeky stuff. Some of it good, some of it bad, but all of it definitely geeky. If you enjoy our programs, be sure to subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts and to leave a review, or subscribe and leave a review wherever you can get podcasts. Support for this podcast comes from our lovely backers on Kickstarter, like Anthony Portillo, for example. Anthony has been on a few episodes, just like a few of our previous backers on Kickstarter, and we don't get him on much, but when he does, when he is on, it's always a lot of fun. And it's and I used to work with Anthony, and it, it's such a it's it's one of those things where I found out he was a local filmmaker, and you know, me and him, like I'm not as well spoken as him. I mean, obviously, but if you listen to any of these episodes, you can tell quite quickly that I'm not well-spoken. But Anthony is, is is very well-spoken, like all my other guests, but he really cares and is compassionate about film of all types. And you can really hear that when you hear him speak. So check out those episodes if you can. Anthony, thank you again for backing us on Kickstarter. Our official sponsor of the show is Audible. With over 200,000 titles to choose from, get one audiobook and two Audible originals each month included with your trial, even once your trial ends and normal membership begins. How rad is that? Best part is you own your library, meaning you keep the books even if you cancel with Audible, plus you get easy exchanges. So, don't love a book? Swap it out for free anytime. Sign up for your free trial over at audibletrial.com forward slash goodbadgeeky. Download the Audible app and start enjoying your new audiobook. In this episode, I am here with... Becky Horseman. And Matt Schlichting. And we're going to sit down and talk about last Christmas on this episode of The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky. I hope you're having a wonderful Thanksgiving. But a word of warning that there will be spoilers of plenty, not just on this, but about anything that we may talk about. Probably George... What's his name? Oh, fuck. George Michaels. Jesus. I almost said George Martin, and that was my fear. Uh, That's my grandpa. Oh, good. He wrote those books? <laughs> No. Or, or, or was it, wait a minute, George Michael or George Martin? <laughs> George Martin. Okay. He did not write books. Oh, okay. Well, he didn't have that RR in the middle of his name. There you go. Very uh, true. So if you have anything you want to talk about or want to say to us about George Michael, George Martin, or the film Last Christmas, or anything else we talk about, join in the conversation by social mediaing us, uh, Instagramming us, or emailing us at goodbadgeeky at gmail.com. We may read your comment on the show. All right, enough said on my end. Will, roll them. All right, so Matt, I, I told Becky this before we started recording, but I'm not going to do my normal thing, which is I'm going to say, what did you think of the movie? I'm actually going to twist it around a bit and say, what did the movie think of me? Well, well that's that's another step I've it's not thought of. That's an interesting question. But, but And actually, yeah, let's we can talk about that too, but I was going to say, <laughs> what did you think the movie was going to be about? Oh. And that, yeah, because it is, well, I don't want to say anything more just yet, but well, Becky, we'll start with you. <laughs> And then we'll go to Matt. <laughs> well, I thought the movie was going to be a fucking rom-com, and it wasn't. And Spoilers. <laughs> I was enjoying it. 
I was enjoying it, but I was wondering what the catch was because he was the dude. I forget his name. Was, crazy rich Asians. Dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Henry Golding, I think, is the actor. There's always a twist, whether it be with her or with him. Right. That's usually how right. It goes. And I'm like, he's too perfect. He's too perfect. What's wrong with him? Oh, oh, oh. Hold on. And then it no, came no, the no, twist. No, I'm not going to say it. No, yeah, hold on. And then oh, I'm so. Oh, this is me calm. Okay. <laughs> it was not a rom-com. So just that movie was not a fucking rom-com. It marketed a lies, lies. Well, I mean, you can't be too mad. I mean, they marketed the first Deadpool as a, a rom-com on Valentine's Day, so yeah, which it, but it I actually kind of was. But I was in, in on the way. joke for that one. Well, that's that's true. Everyone knew that. Yes, it's about a, a superhero who cusses a lot and can regenerate. All right, Matt, <laughs> what did you think? I was expecting like Hallmark Plus. Hallmark Plus? Yeah. So it's not that she has to choose between, like, her career and Christmas, or, like, she doesn't have to leave her six-figure job to go back to some <laughs> tiny town in the middle of nowhere and discover the true meaning of love. With Harry Connick Jr., yeah. by the way. <laughs> well, but it couldn't well, totally be Hallmark, because there were gays in the movie, and oh. brown people. Yes. Oh yeah! By the way, Doctor Who fans, Osgood was the, yeah. the, was the mean was the mean of the t- the meaner cop of the two cops. Yep. Which I was that's the first thing every time she was like, "Oh, Osgood, you have a heart of gold," and I know that. <laughs> yep. Where's your little scarf? <laughs> uh, yeah, I was expecting a a rom com with slightly higher production values and acting. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I thought, and I really I knew uh, Emma Thompson kept saying, "Well, there is a twist," and I was thinking. Oh, is it like, ooh, maybe there is a, a heart transplant or something? I'm not kidding. This is what I was thinking. <laughs> but like, and like, so she literally, she gave it away, and now it's hard for her to fall in love again. Well, that's kind of partially correct, but then it took another turn I wasn't expecting. Yeah. Which is... So uh, mad. Uh, now, see, okay, I was mad, and then, but I mean, I was sobbing through all of that, though, too. Oh, I was, and too. I... I and then it realized, I was like, oh, this is a rom-com about her loving herself again. And I was like, and then I came more at peace with it. Uh, for the, So to be clear on the twist, he just randomly shows up and disappears and reappears and she can't find him. He, he makes a point. He's like, I don't carry my cell phone anymore. And you're like, okay, kind of cool. Because we all sit there and think that we should probably unplug for a bit, mm-hmm. put our phone in a drawer. He fucking did this, and he's also, like, super nice. Like, he goes and helps the homeless and all this and that. Real fucking goody two-shoes. And there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. And But she can't get a hold of him, and then he just shows up. It's like a whirlwind. They do all this stuff, and then he, he goes, disappears for a few days. And then she realizes that uh, he died, like, last Christmas, and he literally gave her his heart. Um <laughs> And and technically, if you want to go a step further, the very next day she gave it away, as in she gave up. Uh, that's my interpretation of it. But so then you realize that oh shit! And but at this point though, she started loving herself a little bit more and being open to her family and her friends and doing good things for other people. And then she just keeps going down that path, and that's kind of the end of the movie. <laughs> it was a big fucking holy shit moment for me. But Becky has thoughts. <laughs> I, I, I just know. <laughs> Were you angry, Becky? <laughs> yes. Yes, I was angry. 
Well, as I, someone who likes Amelia Clark, even I was just like, I want to see Amelia Clark fall in love, goddammit. And not with, <laughs> and not with, no offense, the actor, the guy playing him, I think probably all his scenes got cut, but the guy that kept saying, did you find Tom? And, you know, the guy oh, that yeah. works there. And yeah. that to me was really the more, because she kind of smiles at him at the end. I was just like, they go and get together, probably. That's the boom, sequel. Boom, boom, boom. That's the sequel. Yeah. Next, next last Christmas. <laughs> next last Christmas. Yeah. Which I would be fine with. I would be fine with too, and, but. And here's the thing. Like, I, I love a cheesy rom-com. I also like an awesome, like, woman power, like, learn to love yourself sort of movie. But those are, it was marketed as a rom-com, chicken dude fall in love and do the happy. Whether that's go out on a date Chicken or have dude sex, get together and or do get the married, happy. whatever. They have happiness, okay? It ends, it's happy, all right? Fair enough, I respect that. And then, like, to find out that he's dead. I was like, what the? This no- hmm. But, oh, so angry. Still kind of mad. Because I liked it. I was enjoying it. I liked, you know, I liked the people. I thought, I, you know, I liked the George Michael soundtrack because I like George Michael. I liked, you know, like the Brexit tie-in and like queen. from the immigrant family point of view. Yeah, yeah, which you I know, wasn't expecting that how they were going to work that in. And they did. It's the like if Hallmark had an edge and allowed gays <laughs> and brown people into their movies, and not just brown people, like all types of brown people, yeah. Indian, black. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. there was that one couple that was pregnant. Yeah. Which, by the way, can I just say that poor guy must hate all his hobbies because anytime she shows up oh, she man. just lights him a fire yeah like was it she she literally. lit him on fire literally then she smashed the other one the, the, which, the mobile light thing. the mobile light which was very funny but but then like she also also i would never put a fish near her no unless you're going to cook it and eat it yeah because she can Noms. fry it and even then Noms. i'd be a little nervous Noms. yeah a little nervous yeah so, but I was listening. I was listening to the Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast, yeah. and they talked about the movie. And Linda Holmes made a really interesting point. She's like, you know, because they all talked about how it was marketed wrong, and some of the people liked it, and some of the people didn't. And she's like, you know, it's not a rom com. It's Amelia Clark's character isn't because she's not particularly likable through most of the film. You know, she's like she's a character who's more like Scrooge, as opposed to like a a normal rom-com where you're supposed to like the likable character who then falls in love. Well, and I would say, though, too, it, the difference between her and Scrooge is that Scrooge, you feel for by the end of it. Like, you you know that there's something... Like, there's... I would say there's inherent goodness in her. It's just she's not... Yeah. It's not like Scrooge where you're like, that dude's a fucking asshole. There was a shift and her personality changed. True, Because yes. several characters commented on that through the thing. Oh, no, no. I, I don't disagree with that. I agree with that 100%. But I'm just saying, like, there are hints that she is... There's there's a likability to her. Well, yeah. if if you even if it was a female version of Scrooge, uh, Scrooge is a fucking absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So so I felt like you, the change is not like yes, their change will come, and I and it was very evident, but yeah. But there was still something like likable that you wanted to root for her. Absolutely, while and Scrooge I was. Is kind of the character where I feel like that was the whole point: is you're not rooting for him necessarily. Right. You're rooting right. against him until you realize, oh. He's life's just been kind of mean to him, and then he kind of adapted that viewpoint, and then right, and then this one is like she kind of gave up, yeah, viewpoint. But but it's a similar kind of transformation oh, totally. from like she's being a, a jerk to people, you know, yeah. and then she learns it through loving herself how not to be a jerk to people. Now I have a question. I just literally thought of this. Does he doesn't he visit her three times? 
I think it's more than that. Is it more it? than that? Because they go through. Because there's the first time. The first like time outside when the bird poops on her. But that's I feel like that's one whole time because then he sees her later that night. Right. And then the second time is when he the ice takes skating. her ice skating. And then the third time is they take him to the apartment. Oh, maybe it is three times. What the part that the I think the part that made me the most angry that was that when she had the realization. Mm-hmm. You know, and she's going back and she's seeing everything from the realistic perspective. Yeah, like she sees her and him together, and then like he's out of it. And she just looks like a crazy lady talking to herself. But the part that really got me was so at the the part, the first time they hung out, was it the first time? I think it might have been where she was changing out of the the elf yeah. dress, and she's like, hey, you know, guard me, you know, and he like, you know, puts his coat up and. You know, they show that part, and then they take him out of it, and she's just there. Changing. Changing her clothes well, in the middle of the street. There is a thing when the two guys are walking by. She's like, you are doing a horrible job at this. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and I was just... And they, granted, they don't show that in, in the clip again. They just show right. her, like, mid-change. Yeah. Just like, uh Yeah, like, that just... It made me so angry. And I felt like if you're going to do that and make him, like, the dead ghosty guy, then maybe everybody should be in on it from the beginning, including her... Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. It just, it, I, I was just so uncomfortable and angry and mm-hmm. just like, why, why would you, do, I'm still mad. Like, she is <laughs> well, changing her clothes in this. Why? Why? Dude, dude. Well, I mean, she probably did some way worse stuff than Well, than yeah, I know. I know. But I come away from it wondering, like, she's not going to be okay. Like, she's schizophrenic, right? <laughs> That's what it looks like. Like, I, she's hallucinating another person. Yeah. Entirely, on multiple occasions, in ways that she can't control. Like, yeah. check, check, check. Well, I... Okay, so... It's so, like, is that is that have something to do with when they're complaining about her not going to the doctor? Because she definitely has mental health issues. Like, so, can't so, keep an apartment, estranged from her family, binge drinking having sex with strangers all the time like so uh a couple quick twists and you basically have a beautiful mind but without any of the intelligence wow like that's now that's i like the movie as like a popcorn flick with a weird twist that made me go huh but the more i think about it the more i'm like jesus i didn't i have not ever i looked into this do you have you guys ever seen the movie return to me no no if you get a chance it, it now this is an actual romantic comedy, but I, and I hate to do this to you, but it's there's it's a spoiler. Um, and actually, like it's a twist, which is David Duchovny falls in love with Minnie Driver, but David Duchovny is very hands off, very distant, uh, and he doesn't really go into why. But he used to be married, and they don't really go into it. And you find out that his wife died, and he he still just constantly sees her, kind of thing. Like just in a like he just thinks about her constantly, and that's how he sees her. Meanwhile, she is afraid of just admitting to him, like, I have a heart problem. And then she starts saying things that his ex-wife used to say. And it's because she has his heart, or her heart. Hmm. When she died, organ donor, she got the heart. And supposedly it is a thing where people do take on some of the qualities of that person. I'm not kidding. This is a a thing I read when I watched the movie, because Colleen Dunn, who we know... She's like, that's one of my favorite movies. And I was just like, I haven't seen that forever. I went and watched it. And I, and I just 
doop 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 and supposedly it is a thing. It's the same thing. Anyone who has a, a transplant with a heart or eyes, they kind of get weird little things where for it, sometimes it lasts them their whole life or it lasts for a short time. But they so I was just like, oh, she's experiencing that in a way. Now I had never thought of the schizophrenia. And I, it, now that makes me kind of sad, <laughs> like more than no, 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 like just... legit, because that was my first one. I was like, okay, that kind of makes sense a little bit. I will say something that pissed me off is that I like that he kept saying, look up. And the last yeah. shot of him in the movie is she imagines him again at the Christmas thing. And he just, and he doesn't say it, but he mouths look up and then she doesn't look up. And I was just like, fucking look up, look up. God <laughs> damn it. You showed the clip of him saying, look, the fucking look up. It's just... Or something. Just be like, oh, there's a beautiful, like, lights on the ceiling or some shit. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But, I mean, Jesus, schizophrenia. I had not. (laughs) Well, she doesn't see him at the end, though. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she's seemingly in a better place and... Or maybe she's on her meds. I don't know. It's just... It's (laughs) a big enough question for me where I can't just ignore it. Because yeah, they yeah. they make the point of showing her hallucinating him, yeah. basically. Yeah. Like, in public, staring up, holding a sandwich, going... Bah, 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 bah. Which, yeah. and then that you think was about, like, in the cool, moment, she made out with the air that's... in an empty apartment somewhere in an alleyway in London? Like... Well, at that point, you it's, it's like Fight Club. You want to see the scene where she's, like, leaning in somebody's arms or whatever. And, like, but I, I, I don't know, I... Th- Emma Thompson is the one who wrote this, and she was the mom in this. I think she was going more for the spiritual journey of it, not that she's fucking yeah, nuts. Yeah, I, 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 I get that. I, I, no, I do, but here, oh, the other thing is, too, is I would also say is that Paul Feige, who directed this, which actually, in retrospect, doesn't surprise me. He's very, very women power kind of movies, uh, even if they don't always work out well. Like, he does a good job of trying to do that, like... Whatever your thoughts on the Ghostbusters remake, like four, three or four Melissa McCarthy movies. I think Bridesmaids was one of them. I think he I did. Like but, both of those movies. But what's I'm saying, like, and like, was it I Spy? Not I Spy. The one where she was the spy. And, Is it just called Spy? Yeah. And then the one with Sandra Bullock where they were cops. The Heat? The Heat. Yeah. He does. You're going to say Miss Congeniality, but. <laughs> well, actually, well, she was an FBI agent, Matt. Sorry. <laughs> oh. No. Uh, and also that had, that had William Shatner. I just like doing Shatner. That's all it really came down to. I, he is known for kind of like Judd Apatow, where they will shoot multiple things and they do test audience screenings and they modify the film as they go. And I just wonder if this that was shot or it was written and they just either they didn't shot it or they they did shoot it and it just got lost in the editing because Feige is very much into crowd control, like yeah. like Apatow does, like. Yeah. So if the audience is just like, we just want to get to the end, we get it, she's happy, she's not schizophrenic. But, I mean, even, even, like, she had a terrible heart condition and almost died, there's your trauma that could set it all off. Like, I just, an unstable unstable family environment from a war-torn country, there's some more... There's some weird things with her mom, too, like, I don't... That was that was kind of sad. It just feels like there is... All of the framework there for a really interesting, like, Fight Club holiday special. (laughs) Not to mention, set in the middle of Brexit. Yes. Which, that was a twist I was not (laughs) expecting, and I was just... But, Grant, I know Emma Thompson fucking hates Brexit. Yeah. I mean... Clearly. And so there's a... Well, no, like, I remember, like, two years ago, she was just bitching about it. Like, on an interview for... Was it... 
whatever fucking Beauty and the Beast or whatever. I just remember. Well, yeah, because she did a, a mediocre job of playing Mrs. Potts, and that has. Uh, oh, that's right. I'm I'm saying Woo! words, Emma. No, no. Okay, and this is not her fault. It's you're, you're trying to outdo Angela fucking Lansbury, yeah. and like, look, if Emma Thompson, who is a wonderful performer, writer, actor, just actually pretty fucking smart person, yes. yeah, like, because was it her, Stephen Fry, Hugh Laurie were in the footlights at Cambridge, like, like, like they're like the same level of the Pythons. Very smart, smart fucking people. Mm-hmm. Rowan Atkinson, by the way, uh, did you see the Black Ladder Rowan Atkinson cameo? They were watching TV. They were watching the Black Adder Christmas special. And I was just like, Rowan Atkinson, that's a, probably an Emma Thompson like nice. nod to her friend. But those guys are all super smart. So I, I just, yeah, she really just really wanted to fucking get into Brexit. And then, but for Americans, we're kind of doing some other shit that's hmm. very similar to that. Yeah. I would never have framed it in the view of Brexit, but nationalism, which is what it came down to. Yeah. And I was just like, I wonder how many people right now or MAGA, are watching this, because my theater was kind of full, and I was just like, I wonder how many fucking MAGA assholes are here and are watching this, and do they get it? Like, do they do they feel for her because she's white? And that, you know, I, we're no, no, do you know what I mean? Like, that's a horrible <laughs> thing to say. But, yeah, you know what I mean? Amelia Clark, but it's a she valid looks white. Question. <laughs> it's a valid question. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, it's just, and she talks British, but her family, who are barely in the movie, in comparison to her, they're the ones with the accent, so your first instinct is, "Oh, she's British," and blah blah blah. It's like, no, you're you're British by by visa or green card or whatever. You became a citizen later, not. But you're still a citizen. <laughs> you're still British. Isn't that kind of well, the point? Isn't that well, kind of the point of London, though? Well, like, yeah. I, I guess though, I, if from, I'm trying to view it from a racist or nationalist perspective, which is, well, that doesn't seem right because yeah. she she looks okay. white. That's what I meant by that. Not. No disrespect to anyone to... <laughs> yeah, so I get what you're yeah. saying. She passes, she, essentially, even right. she's Yugoslavian. Because everyone is very judgy by first... Like, So it's yeah. like if you look at a black person, their first thing is, you know, whatever horrible thing. Or Mexican, Latino, you say something like, go back to the country you're from. But if you look at me, you're Clark, and you're like... You're from here. Never mind. Right. Well, but she also goes by Kate instead of Katarina. Katarina. That is true. Now, and I... As someone who was born Nicholas and I go by Nick, it, look, it's, I, I think later at the end of the movie you realize it is more tied to that, but that was never my, that was, wasn't when I was getting into it until the very end when they were having that final dinner scene and the movie kind of ends on that before she, they cut to the park and, you know. Well, I'll just <laughs> uh, quickly pipe up and say yeah. I appreciate the Brexit undertones. Yeah. But at the same time, the scene on the bus where the guy just sort of walks up and is, go back to your country, you people who aren't from here. Sad moment. Yeah. She gets up and goes, I speak your language and you are welcome here. Don't feel sad. I'm Katarina. Bing! <laughs> <laughs> just felt a little too on the nose. Well, but didn't you think also... Uh, okay, so... I, I know don't it was dis- showing her growth and her accepting where she is and yeah. who she's from and trying to be part of the solution instead correct. of just escaping from it. But, like... Well, know. okay, in a movie it's called like Last movie Christmas... Overall, just, it, 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 it was four different things... And it was never one of those things completely. And I think that's why I came away from it a little like, huh. I still enjoyed it. I I would I would buy the movie again. I actually don't have a problem with how it was marketed because that made the twist a little bit more like, oh shit, did not I would have never seen this coming. And I'm glad I didn't see it coming kind of thing because I feel especially in today's culture we're all very whatever but at the same time after uh, after it was over I was just like well I guess she loved herself and I guess 
yay, but I kind of want to see a rom-com, which it's not it's not what it was marketed yeah. as. But, yeah. But then I see the other side of it, too. It's just like, yeah, but if they marketed it as not that, would I want to see the movie? See, I still would. In fact, I wish they would have marketed it a little bit more honestly than they did, because then I wouldn't have been as angry. Because I How went would you in with have marketed the, that, though? Well... A drama or a comedy, because it was a dramedy. It was both of those things. Okay. I, you know, or or take the focus off of her relationship with him in the marketing and focus on her transformation. Because I'm fine with a movie where the relationship that that the protagonist is working on is the relationship with oneself. That's yeah, great. That works. But don't tell me that the movie's about the relationship with the guy and then throw that twist at me because then I'm going to be mad. Well, technically, I'm still it is mad. about the relationship with the guy because he his heart. Uh, well, can we also just say this whole movie was really a, just a giant love letter to George Michael? It was always going to be your heart anyway. I like that line. I'm uh, still not sure if I, I like it or not. Bec- well, I just felt like they probably. I don't see you know this how is where corn I get into- syrup is delicious, but you know it's not real. <laughs> just like he was. Yeah. Okay, so I'm watching the movie and like they play like and they even say she's like I'm a huge George Michael fan. George Michael. I think she's the first and she's like George Michael is life, and you're just like. I mean, he's not life anymore, but sure. Um, Jesus. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, now, to be fair, I like George Michael, but literally, I felt like after, like, two songs, maybe, no, sorry, three songs, Freedom 90, or 1990, Freedom 1990, Last Christmas, and what was it, the Wham song, Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go, for, for me, at least, because, again, I know he's had more hits in Great Britain, where he's from. Yeah. To me, it was just like fucking deep cuts of George Michael. And so then I was just I was like, this is a George Michael love letter. And there's nothing wrong with that either. It's kind of like The Graduate in that way. You get halfway yeah. through The Graduate and you're like, I'm fucking tired of Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> oh, I was the opposite. I was like, this Simon and Garfunkel well, is awesome. Well, I love them. Don't get me wrong. But then you hear a version of Scarborough Fair for the fourth time. And it's like, God damn no, it. No, I, I think Peter McNichol was just like, I, I, I need you guys to write me some more music. And they're just like, <laughs> okay, we got something new for you. It's like... Are you going to scream? <laughs> it's just like, what's the difference between that one? This one's 15 seconds long. Yeah. We added the canticle. We added the canticle, yes. <laughs> oh, boy. But, like, I mean, after the first 20 minutes of the movie, you don't hear anything about Last Christmas again until like, he goes into the store to help her. And that weird fucking thing, that, that uh, the statue... With the baby that smiles, <laughs> that was pretty bad. But she presses the button and it starts playing. I was like, "We get it. Movie's called Last Christmas. <laughs> someone gave someone their heart. I'm thinking it's figuratively, but oh wait, twist. It's literally. Yeah. I, but yeah. I. Yeah. I. I just. <laughs> I was so like that to me was the like oh Jesus this is the hallmark part of the movie the line where it's just like you know it's like well you would have had my heart anyway I'm like but see by that point. I was so much like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and also I wasn't of the viewpoint she might be schizophrenic, which now I am thinking that a little bit more. I'm like, oh dear. Whereas no, I was, it's a valid point. I was <laughs> sitting there seething and crying and pissed at myself because I was crying. Like I'm mad. <laughs> Why am I crying? God oh damn it! But it. I am having feelings right now. All Fuck you. Power cycling all of through the, the stages of grief. Seriously, oh, and then just like pissed, like. <sighs> 
well, so mad right now. Have you uh, reached acceptance? So no. throwing this out there, let's go over some of the lyrics of the song last okay. Christmas. So we can maybe try to cut what the fuck Emma Thompson and her husband were thinking. Because apparently she said on a Jimmy Fallon interview that she didn't she was writing this for years and then she was having a hard time. What's the twist here? Like, because everyone thinks that last Christmas there'll be that that story. And she's like, I feel like everyone will be expecting that. What will be the t-? and she didn't give away the twist. But she's like, her and her husband were taking a walk, like they always do, and he came up with, what? They were taking a walk, and they saw this biker get obliterated by a truck. (laughs) It was a, oh, it was a bus. Uh, Sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. Oh, man. But so now I was just like, well, I should look at the lyrics, and I never did that. And then when the movie was there, I looked at the lyrics, I was like, okay, okay, maybe, maybe, you lost me. Course. Okay, we're back there. Okay, cool. Um, okay, so it's last Chris. Oh, I'm sorry. It's ah uh, aha. Ooh ooh ah uh, oh. And then it's last Christmas. I gave you my heart, but the very next day you gave it away. This year to save me from tears, I'll give it to someone special. Last Christmas I gave you my heart, but okay, yeah, we got that. This year, okay, someone special, special. Okay, verse one. Once bitten and twice shy, I keep my distance, but you still catch my eye. Tell me, baby, do you recognize me? Well, it's been a year. It doesn't surprise me. It could, it's, it's really about her. It's not, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? And then verse two, there is no chorus yet. It goes right back to verse two. In parentheses, happy Christmas, because that's what they fucking say over there. There's nothing wrong with that, actually. Uh, I just find that, I always find that's a weird, like, Great Britain versus America. We say Mary, you say happy, you say what? Mary. I wrapped it up and sent it with a note saying, I love you, I meant it. Now I know what a fool I've been, but if you kiss me now, I know you'd fool me again. I don't think that applies to anything in that movie. (laughs) Not really. Unless it's like, you kissed me, you fooled me that you were real because I'm schizophrenic. (laughs) Which I can't. realization where she, like, sees... Like, all of their encounters, and then suddenly he's not there, and she looks like a crazy person. And then, oh, guys, we're back at the chorus. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. Okay, blah, blah, blah. Verse 3, a crowded room, friends with tired eyes. I'm hiding from you in your soul of ice. That's her. My God, I thought you were someone to rely on. Me, I guess I'm a shoulder to cry on. Now, that could be from his perspective a little bit. Yeah. And we go, he, George is a two verses, then a chorus kind of guy. Verse four, a face on a lover with a fire in his heart, a man undercover, but you tore me apart. Ooh, hoo. Now I found a real love. You've never fooled me again. I think the whole movie was based around that. Ooh, hoo. I'm kidding. Well, that's Santa. Santa that was a lot was, of heavy lifting. It was a lot of heavy lifting. Well, George was a prolific writer. Freedom, 1990. Totally had nothing to do with the year it was written or released. And then it goes last Christmas. Yeah, and then it just keeps... Oh, wait a minute. Outro. An outro. A face on a lover with a fire in his heart. I gave you my heart. Parentheses. A man undercover, but you tore him apart. Maybe next year I'll give it to someone. I'll give it to someone. Special. 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 Ooh. So those are the lyrics. I think, I mean, yeah, I, I, that's, I feel like that's, they must have been doing acid or something on their walk because, I mean, that's a real, because if anything, I thought that maybe they both had heart transplants. That's what I was kind of thinking, okay. like last Christmas, and that's why they're both sad or something. 
Or, because then, okay, this is how fucked my brain is. The moment I realized the twist was happening, I go, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, no, wait. What if he gave her his heart, but he got another heart and he's alive? <laughs> it wasn't the case at all. I but thought... Well, actually, well, the part when he was touching her chest... Aren't a chain letter. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I know, and I totally know that. But the part Kidneys. when he was touching her chest... They I, have those chain transplants. Oh, you're kidneys. right. They totally do. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Chain <laughs> right, transplants. Fuck me. I, I thought that the big twist was that he was a male prostitute, and that's why Woo! he couldn't be reliable. Because uh, he talked like the first time in the park, he was talking about like the woman who I I don't know the proper terminology, but oh, was, she's like the, the madam, the madam for the oh yeah the, oh you're one of us now too. That yeah. one's super weird now. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, oh. That's a good point. He's a male prostitute. That's the twist. And then he was dead. And then I was like, (laughs) I wish he was a male prostitute because I could deal with that. I had the thought when she walks in and the place is fully furnished and it's up for sale, I thought he was like a former addict. And so that's that's why he was volunteering at the homeless shelters because he used to be a homeless addict. And it was like a place where you get put up when you're getting back on your feet and you find your first employment. Or as an addict, he broke into someone's house and he was he was squatting. No, I mean, which that can happen. Yeah. But I I was thinking it was like that that first place they put you when you're sort of still halfway. And then he relapsed and she. Yeah, that's what I thought it was going to. I thought that the guy selling the real estate agent before. You find out he's. I thought he was another male prostitute. Can we get you to do some rewrites? Is it, is it, <laughs> okay, so isn't that funny? Like, but our brain is really just trying to make sense of so much shit that's happening in yeah. such a small amount of time. Like, he's a prostitute, but he's gone. Maybe he's an addict, but maybe the guy selling it is a prostitute, though. But does that mean he's an addict too? Maybe they're both addicts. Are they both whores and addicts? What the hell? Like our stupid brains and then, can't just get around the obvious answer that he never existed. He's dead. No, no, he did exist. It's just in terms of what we've seen of him, he never oh. until they show the flashback of him getting oh. hit by the bus. Here's the thing. Yeah. How did she get a heart transplant? Because or, well, or, or, so, why, how was she high on the list? How long was she sick? And then she's eating like shit and going out drinking. Within a year after getting a heart transplant? Throwing this out there. Where's her uh, taking her I'll, medication? I'll, I'll break this out to you guys. I, I have gallstones really bad. I should not be eating bad things. I am. Sure. But a, a heart transplant? Like, they monitor shit closely. And well, like, unless she doesn't go to the doctor's appointments. I know, but she had a heart... Which she didn't, because that was didn't. one of the things that yeah. they said. But then she started going. She but, just never saw a moment where she's like... Because you get an organ transplant, there's a lot of medicine you have to be on. Yeah. Well, and another thing to, to keep track of, too, to think of is that, um, or I had it. I might not have it at all anymore. What was it? There was a line in there that made me question when, how bad she was off. Because she, when she's talking to him, she make the, the crazy rich Asian guy that doesn't exist, uh, Weber. When she's talking to Tom, it, it's a very... It comes off like she's like, I've had a heart problem for a very long time, and then I got a heart transplant. That's how I took it, was that I was sick as a child, got a heart transplant when I was a certain age, okay. which was last... That's how I took it. That doesn't mean that's what it actually was. I'm creating headcanon. I thought she had been sick for a while, while. and things came to a head right. a year ago. And but okay. but Matt is right though 100 percent is that there is like you have to take medicine like or massive immunosuppressants uh-huh. so that your body doesn't reject right and 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 but now granted and I think this is where they're speeding the timeline up a little bit on that and again this is movies magic 
kind sure, of thing. Sure, and I, I, I'm not super no, 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 familiar no. with the timeline for a transplant either. I, I mean, I'm not. I, my knowledge is from fucking Return to Me and then me looking it up on Wikipedia or whatever the fuck I looked it up. You know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's literally where I... And also, I feel like it's also that... What's that one Val Kilmer movie where he gets eyes transplanted at first sight or whatever? Yeah, and like, like he that. sees weird things that was his previous owner's eyes on top of the fact that he's looking at his wife who loves him even though he was blind. Jesus. That's a weird um, movie. Really weird movie. It is. <laughs> well, is it, well that, that's just because Val Kilmer's in it. Ho! No, I'm kidding. That was back when Val, Val Kilmer was trying to be a normal, like, I play the Hollywood game of acting and now he's just like... I don't give a fuck. I just... Anyway. Our thoughts on the twist aside, something that I was thinking about was, if you notice, Tom never changes his costume. That is uh-huh. true. And the thing I really like is that she's always in her goddamn elf costume. For the most part, that when she runs into him, except for, I think, the third time. Yeah. Where she goes to his apartment, she's not... Or No, no, that's not true. She, oh, she changes when they go to the ice rink, don't they? I think... So I could be a little off on that, but but still, like, your thought process is off is that, oh, she's running into him. It's like a few days later or a week later, and he's wearing clothes. And when you really think about that's I, I got to give him props for that because my first thing, think when I think of both characters in the whole movie, I think of her in her fucking elf costume, and I think of him in his costume. And so it's like that's a good way to get around distracting the brain enough. Now, somebody might have noticed that before it happened. I wasn't thinking of that at all until it happened. I was just like, he's always in the same fucking set of clothes. You know, but some people just do that. Like they have like five of the same pants. They live like a Wes Anderson. Well, no, or like five of the same shirt, and like that's their uniform. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I feel like a male whore though. If we're going down with that, well, that's true. Male prostitute, I would think, would would, change his clothes depending on his his clients. Unless that's him trying to woo a normie and he's going out in (laughs) normie clothes. Like, hi, I'm the hot, crazy rich Asians guy, and I'm trying to look like. Low key, rich but low key, you know. <laughs> I'm just annoyed that because I saw the Joker movie too. I'm gonna have to watch movies from now on, thinking like, okay, has this character interacted with anyone else in the film or just the main character? Yeah. Well, have they changed clothes? Hmm. <laughs> well, are they real? Is the twist coming? So I'm not gonna lie. This isn't just the Wiggles movie. This is a mind fuck. <laughs> if Wes Anderson does this shit, we're gonna be in some real trouble because. His characters, and that's the joke, well, at, to some point, now it's not a joke anymore, it's just that's how he views apparently everything, is like, my favorite moment, my favorite, I love Rushmore because it was the first one I saw, but like, in terms of like, I just, I like it a lot, it's a little bit better than Rushmore's Royal Tenenbaums, I love Tenenbaums, but there's that moment where you see Chaz, was it Chaz, Ben Stiller's character, and even as a kid and as an adult, him and his children all have just red tracksuits. <laughs> And so when they're changing, they're changing from a tracksuit to a tracksuit. And I just think that's ridiculous. But they're cartoon characters. Like, like Doug Funny, like, that is a joke. But, like, all the characters, like, Charlie Brown has either it's red or yellow. But, like, it depends on what medium you're looking at. If it's the comic strip, it's probably mostly all red until he he was just like, let's use yellow. Or if it's the cartoon show, it's all yellow, black pants and brown shoes. And you're just, like, cool. I yeah, it's it's bizarre to think that way. But if Wes Anderson starts doing that shit, we're we're fucked because you're never you're not going to be able to tell when is the fake Wes Anderson character on screen and when did he die. You just will have no concept or clue whatsoever. It's it's going to be trippy. So 
there's a lot to unpack in that movie. <laughs> uh, would you see it again? I guess, or, or would you be happy to see it again? Not maybe pay for it, like like if it comes up on cable, or maybe like rent it for like three ninety nine or something. I'll wait for it to be out. I would like to watch it again, knowing the twist and seeing if, if because I was up until that moment, I was enjoying it. Yeah, I mean, it was you know, it had funny moments, it had sweet moments, it had interesting characters. I thought, yeah. You know, I liked the interplay between Amelia Clark and uh, Henry Golding. I thought they had a nice chemistry together. Not uh, everyone that it in that movie had really good chemistry. Yeah, I really liked. There were there yeah. was a lot I really liked about it, but that twist really made me angry. What was the for for your audience, or how many people were in your theaters when you were watching it? I'm just curious. Like seven. Seven. What about you, Matt? I was at the Marcus. There were like maybe a dozen other people. There was like, yeah, about a dozen, maybe 15 people in mine. The laugh out loud moment in the whole movie is when she was singing to her and her mom was singing to her in her room. Um, which, it, yeah. which, which it was funny, but like, I just remember everyone was laughing and then it just kept going on. And then, and then, and then you could just see everyone go, uh, uh-huh, uh, uh, uh-huh. and you could just see they all laughing as I was like, oh, everyone has had this experience some point in their lives. And then it keeps going on to the point where she, you finally cut to her reaction. She's like, uh, like, like, and they cut back to her singing and it's just like, Jesus, it's probably only 30 seconds, but it feels like three minutes of her singing. And nothing against Emma Thompson singing, but like it's meant to be embarrassingly yeah. painful. Yeah. Uh, I liked at the <laughs> end when she was singing the song, and it was like oh. the really sad egg. And her husband was just like, "No, let's can we sing? It's a celebration. Can we sing something happy for?" Well, once? what do you have in mind? And then he just starts doing. Yeah. Well, okay, that was an interesting relationship too. I feel usually in a rom com movies like this, it's either that couple breaks up by the end of the movie. Yeah. Or and it's just it's just kind of what it is, which. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's left very un... Which I'm fine with. Um, yeah. Because, you know, I feel like I've met friends who have their parents argue like that all the time, but they seem to be weirdly happy. It's like a weird... Yeah. ...thing. And, and again, he, they seem to be enjoying each other's company in that moment. So you, you yeah. don't... I don't, I don't know. It was it was very... The side characters all had very interesting... Their family dynamic was very interesting. Yeah. And, and I do know that even though in Great Britain, for the most part, being gay or bisexual or whatever is a lot further than it is here, I would, and that's my opinion, the fact that because she's from Yugoslavia, that is a source of contention because in that culture, that's not accepted. In Great Britain, it is. But yeah, yeah and so I thought that was an interesting storyline a little bit and i like how too that katrina in her own way is she's being an asshole about it but she is trying to be supportive of her sister yeah well but she's like well why don't you invite grant she's also using it as a kind of a fuck you moment but it's also like because of concern older sister is it older sister right yeah sister of concern also weird thing i'm just not thinking of it there's a shot at the beginning of the choir singing and they show like obviously katrina in the center which i was like of course she's in the center Whatever. But they show this red-haired girl looking at her. She never comes back. Okay, I thought it was the red-haired cop. And I was like, what the fuck is she doing in Yugoslavia? But I realized she's in Yugoslavia. But then I was like, wait a second. Now I'm thinking that I'm talking this through. What if she wasn't looking at her? She was looking at the sister. She was looking, because the sister was making eyes at somebody in the choir. Okay. I think it was the redhead, I think. And then she started 
Uh, uh, it was, so, that was foreshadowing, like, the, the gay I sister. never caught that until I was talking through it, because I was just like, that did bother me. I was like, of course she's in the fucking center. I guess they're going to play Ooh, last. and then she, like, was biting her, her thumb, name? like, yeah. oh, what up, girl? And the mom she slapped was, it away. She was flirting, like, heavily flirting with the redhead chick in the choir. But Damn, that girl. was not super clear. No, <laughs> like, no me, I mean, it's... Right now, like, to me, it just felt like a weird, like, we need B-roll footage for editing. <laughs> There's a gap here. And then Paul's just like... What about that redhead? Then we can get like a redhead and then like a brown, brown haired boy or something. We can just maybe cut to them. And it's like, but it's now that in total retrospect, it's completely like the sister's gay yep. <laughs> or she like, or, or yep. she's bi, whatever. And she's she totally making goo goo eyes yep. at the redhead. But my first thought was like, that's a weird shot. Okay. Have you guys seen Jojo Rabbit? I know you have. Yeah. Have you seen oh, Jojo not Rabbit? Yet. I, I'm so not going to, they, they, they focus on something multiple times and your first thought is, okay, I think I know how that's going to play out. And then it doesn't. Yeah. And I, I don't want to say anything more than that because it's 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 a it's a twist, kinda. But I felt like so our brains are trained to go, if there's a weird fucking shot in there, that's gonna mean something. So when the yeah, redhead cop it. shows up, I was just like, she followed I was like, Oh cool, it's the it's the choir girl. That's why she's the nice one and Osgood oh. from Doctor Who's a bitch. And then I and then and then halfway <laughs> through I was like, wait a second. Redhead chick was from Yugoslavia. She didn't follow them. The hell! And so then it created a whole quagmire of problems while I was watching. And then I realized I don't care about this. I'm there. I'm here to see the crazy rich Asian guy and the Queen of Dragons get it on. And then I then when that didn't happen, I was just like, well, I'm fucking back at the redhead chick kid again. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Was foreshadowing the sister's sexual orientation, which which again is was actually kind of nice in retrospect. But again, when you're watching it, I feel like our brain is trained a certain way, and it was just like. Well, that shot meant nothing in retrospect, but so that, I would say this film is good for rewatching a second time. Yeah, um, yeah I, I enjoyed I, it more than you did. I think in terms of like, well, in terms of because again, you it was marketed to you, and you were expecting a, and I feel and like I, you accepted it as it hit you, but you were also kind of upset. And yeah. I, in a way, I, I kind of get it. And 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 that's not to say that like I am not one of those people that's like every movie has to end with a wedding. Like that's not and, and I am fine with like a journey of self love and self healing. Like and they break up at the end or something. Or like five hundred days of summer kind of thing where it's just yeah. like Well, she didn't need to grow because he was an asshole, but he grew. He's not he's not as much of an asshole. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. he's a He's like, like what twelve now at that point in yeah, terms of but male don't logic. promise me a romantic comedy mm-hmm. focused on like the chick and the dude when that's not really that's not where the the romance is. Yeah. I mean, it is, but it's not. Or, or if anything, have the guy that is asking the questions, which to me again, it was probably cut. I'm doing a headcan, but it was very clear. Like that's the love interest is the guy at the shelter. Yeah, like at least make him have a. Li- and I no offense to that actor. I just, and again, his scenes were probably more cut, but I was like, there needs to be more chemistry between the two of them because yeah. it was there, but it's, we weren't getting enough scenes with it yeah. to make you go. Cause I think that's like, cause I think that eventually might be a thing, but it would, I think it's going to be a slow burn. Right. And at that point, you know, no offense to the actor, they just needed to get the, what's his name? Aquaman to just do that role. <laughs> Which then that would be a very different movie because you have Aquaman, Crazy Rich Aging Man, and then you know Love you're just triangle. It's a hard, it's a really hard choice. It is a hard choice. I well, mean, one's fake, and in your mind, they gave you their heart though, like but, the George Michael song. But one is Aquaman. But mm-hmm. one is fucking Aquaman. I and mean, Aquaman. That man is. 
I don't know, but like they have they have really good chemistry together. That was really Mm -hmm. why I say that. Like even when they're like on Graham Norton's show, you're just like, God damn it! I know they're good friends, but they just feel like they're in love. Like yeah, yeah. And I wasn't necessarily like I was getting hints of that, and I just wanted a little bit more from that. If you're gonna end the movie the way they did, which is what they did, yeah. Uh, Yeah. Does anyone have any other? thoughts or anything like that to throw out there for the movie or i mean I, i'm looking forward to watching it again at some point i'm yeah. not going to go see it in theaters again but no. like the sixth sense or fight club or anything like that yeah. seeing it the second time is very much a different experience yeah. yeah well isn't that interesting movies with a twist and even movies that don't necessarily have a twist like avengers endgame it's not really a twist now there's yeah. nothing in there that's super twisty but like it is different the second time you experience it yeah but movies with twists even more so because, it, especially this one, you're just like, well, what the fuck am I missing? Yeah. yeah. It will, and actually now I'll just be like, well, I know why that shot of the redhead's there. <laughs> it won't bother me. <laughs> but but, but <laughs> I did not, because my wife's been busy this weekend, I saw it without my wife. Yeah. And so I will be seeing it again probably in theaters. We have the A-list though, so it ends up kind of working itself out. But, you know, she has, I've not told her fuck anything about that twist. Yeah. And so it'll be interesting to see if she's super pissed by it or if she's just like in the middle or if she's enjoyed it. I, I have no, I have no clue. And sometimes I can't read her with some, like, I thought she would really love Notting Hill and she was just like, Notting Hill was boring. And I was just like, fucking boring? Like that to oh. me is one of the, uh, to me, it's one of my favorite rom-coms. Well, I feel like it's more real. Like if they would have shot Notting Hill today, same script. Like, there's a, a, if you watch it, there it's just the most painfully awkward scene ever, is when she's about ready to leave the first time she's at his flat, and she's talking to Hugh Grant, and, and he's just like, um, uh, meeting you, uh, surreal, but nice. And he's being sincere, but a fucking awkward thing to say, and they just, yep. do, they focus on the wide shot of the two of them before they cut to her response of her finally just going, okay. Uh, no, you know what I mean? Like, it's very, and I was like, that's what fucking real dialogue, real people talking would probably be like. In today's movie, they would like, Paul, no offense to Paul Feige, he, I would see him going, well, let's cut this out for time. Let's cut to her response, his response, and get her out the door. And I'm just like, no, 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 just sit there. Because that's what, to me, makes that movie more, yeah. more yeah. interesting. But, um, not to say there's nothing wrong with the other way, too. I still enjoy those movies yeah, as well. Yeah. But, uh, no, but, but for example, I have no, I, I cannot read my wife. But like, she loves the movie The Wedding Date, which is about a whore, a male whore. Uh, mm. but, but then she did, <laughs> it's a decent movie. But yeah. I'm like, I think Nadia was a little bit better. She's like, Nadia was boring. I was like, fair enough. Uh, I guess we're not going to watch four weddings and a funeral together. <laughs> oh, God. That's my favorite. That's is my it, favorite I haven't seen it in years. I wanna, need to rewatch it. It holds up. Because I just watched it a couple weeks ago. It, it The stuff with John Hanna's character is a little uncomfortable because they couldn't... They had to be we- careful about how they acknowledged his relationship in the movie. Yeah. Because he's in the, the gay relationship. And it's yeah. the healthiest relationship. But then, of course, Simon Callow's character dies because... Back in the day, you couldn't have a healthy gay couple in a movie unless one died. Um, yeah. 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 Sadly. But, uh, well, I was going to say that is definitely a, a sign of, of the time. It's not only is it like the dance around the relationship because it's gay, but then it's like, well, they going to get HIV. <laughs> and you're just like, yeah. Well, it, it wasn't, in that one, it wasn't HIV. It was it cancer, was, wasn't it? Or I think it was a heart attack. Heart attack. Yeah, because Simon Callow's character was, was older than John Hanna's character. Jesus, I need and to so, rewatch that. Yeah, oh, you do. so good. That funeral uh, kills me 
every time. So before we before we end it, let's just because we're kind of talking about this. What is our favorite? I already said mine. What is your guys' favorites? I think yours is for so Matt. Oh, I'm favorite rom com. Yeah, we, what's your favorite rom com? And Shit. if you don't have a lot of them, that's okay too. I feel like guys get. The first instinct is we don't like romantic comedies, well, and I was just that. like, "Fuck Rom-coms that!" Are great. I feel like they are too. Uh, not everyone loves them, but I. But I'm just saying. So if you don't have one, that is also an acceptable answer. <laughs> but I mean, it's not. But it is. <laughs> I've never really thought of it. I remember Made in Manhattan actually being like hilarious when I saw it the first time. Okay. Um, I mean, who doesn't think it's cool to almost see someone get killed by a dumpster because they get their heel caught in a great right i mean well, hey i mean in this one a guy gets hit by a bus the grand he actually does die yeah bam um, but <laughs> when harry met sally's great yeah, of course one, yeah i feel like that's the safe choice for a guy because it's critically acclaimed <laughs> there is but, that i mean i don't have any i'm not hiding behind that i don't know oh, no, no, I'll no, no, of course about it more but like okay i think coming out and saying i think made in manhattan's fun is it's really the only thing that popped in there. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I like that movie. Oh, no, fair enough. Fuck you. No, I know. I know. Well, no, you did say it's like it's the only thing popping in there right now is Made in Manhattan, but I remember it being a funny movie. Yeah. That's the only reason why I'm saying that to you. It's not because I'm just like, fuck you. You don't want to think of anything but Made in Manhattan. No, 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 no. That's awesome. I, I yeah. you don't. To be honest, you don't hear that often. You know, because it usually is when Harry met Sally. Yeah. Now. Now, my take on what you said is that for most guys, I would say, yes, that is because it's critically acclaimed. I would say, though, it's because also it's fucking real. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it's Nora Ephron and uh, uh, who's the meathead from All in the Family? Uh, Rob Reiner. That's, they wrote that movie together, and that's them working through their shit. Yeah. <laughs> and so and I think they even did like the whole uh, Blazing Saddle thing where she wrote all his dialogue from, from hearing him bitch about relationships and his ex-wife, and he wrote Sally's part – you know what I mean? Because supposedly all the racist parts in Blazing Saddles were written by Richard Pryor. Yeah. And then all the black person stuff was written by Mel Brooks. You know what I mean? So it's Supposedly. That's what the weird twist was. And, and honestly, it works out well that way because white guys, no matter if they're Jewish and went through a lot of hell, should not be fucking making racist jokes. Nope. Uh, I mean, Grand, technically no one should be making racist jokes. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. I, I feel like Harry Metzeli is it like the dialogue's really good. Yeah. And it's and it does create the important question of well can a man and a woman be friends and that's the whole thing and and you know in the context of what they're showing. I also I would say a runner up for me would be you've got mail. I don't but again that's a Nora Ephron like that's a super sugar coated Nora Ephron view of looking at things and and I'm okay Ooh. with that to be honest. Does Better Off Dead count? I mean that's a terrible movie, but it's hilarious. <laughs> Was that the point? Better off that's with John Cusack, right? Yeah, with the tiny French girl and the skiing. Oh yeah, and the guy who learns how to speak English by listening to Howard Cosell. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically, it's God, a team rom com, but I mean, technically, yeah, that that or ooh, can't hardly wait counts, right? Oh my God, huh? Can't hardly huh? wait. Yeah, I haven't dude, seen you're, that one. Ooh, oh, it's, it's fun. It, it, okay, Amanda Beckett, Amanda. Beckett and, and also the bass player Ethan Embry from uh, oh, yeah. That Thing You Do he's the lead but the best thing is if you watch the movie it's also a who's who of people who are super famous now it really is it really it's is bizarre. like I, uh, I mean obviously the main four like Lauren Ambrose she got super big in the Six HBO Feet Under, show Six right? Feet Under yeah. but she was still like, she was like 
the closest thing I can relate to it is I remember when Frasier came out, everyone was like, ooh, David Hyde Pierce and Jane Leaves. And I was just like, I don't know who the fuck those people are. But well cast. Apparently they were super huge in other acting circles, mm-hmm. like well respected. And that's why they got farther along in the process. It's the same with Lauren Ambrose. Apparently she had been acting for a while. Nothing had really hit for her. But then when you watch Can't Hurt Away, you're like, this girl's super fucking talented. Seth Green, obviously. Yeah. Seth Green. And then Ethan Embry, who had done like Empire Records, That Thing You Do, among other things. That's about it. And, and <laughs> yeah. Well, no, he's, he's in, great, though. He is really good. He's also in, uh, what's that show right now on Netflix? It's oh. the old ladies. I hate to say it like that. He's working again? Well, he's been working for a while. <laughs> he was in Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah, he was in no Sweet Home. No shit. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good for him. I always thought he was great, and I wondered why he didn't end up doing more. Uh, weird fun fact that has nothing to do with anything we're talking about, but uh, and this is how we'll end it, everybody. Um, because, Matt, we got to get you out of here. Yeah. Uh, is uh, he shit himself on that thing you do. Because he was doing drugs a lot at the time. Uh, there's that scene where that could be why. <laughs> that could no, no, it's only he's he, he's openly he openly I think he talked about it on Twitter like a, a month ago or something. Because someone was asking like, what's the most embarrassing but fun moment you've had? And and I, my first thought is, why is that fun? Well, apparently the costume designer he oh no it, it was drugs mixing with something else like he drank too much or of like a food type of something and he thought oh i'll be fine and then but with the drugs it kicked in and he just shat himself and because they had they were losing daylight uh it was the scene where the parody of the supremes are performing because remember the bass player falls in love with one of them yeah and he's like listening backstage and like dancing to the music it was that shot and they were doing a two shot they were shooting her and they were shooting his response and they were losing light, meaning that they didn't. They were running out of time. Yeah. And so they had to get it. And apparently, he shit himself. He didn't have time to change into another pair of costume. So the costume designer like buttoned up his pants. And so when he kept shitting himself, it just all went into his shoes and all kinds of fun stuff. Oh man! If I can, show business, <laughs> show yeah. business. It's something like that. And if I can find that tweet, we'll post it in the show notes because <laughs> that's the kind of people we are um, here at the Good, the Bad, and the But. Uh, yeah, uh, Matt, Becky, thank you so much. You're welcome. For talking about, this really should have been called the shitting in your pants episode. <laughs> That's not true. Get out of here without cheese! You're a creep! Go away! We're having a good time until you showed up, cheapers! Go have some coffee with cream or something! Because I'll tell you something! This is a happy place!